Hi, everyone, and welcome along to Extra Time, a fantastic edition of Extra Time today, given what's just happened on the pitch here at Bramall Lane. We're delighted to join you. Massive thanks, as always, to Sports Broker. Uh, we do this in association with. Without them, it wouldn't be possible. So massive thanks to our friends at Sports Broker. And also massive thanks to two gentlemen who've got a great game to talk about with me today. Uh, Pop Dabs, Andy Dawson, and uh, the examiner and doctors, David Harshak in the bottom corner. Gents, thanks for joining us. Uh, Andy, I'm going to come to you as the resident town fan, first of all, uh, just to say... Those moments in the in the final dying embers era at Bramall Lane, that's what's been a football fan's all about, isn't it? It doesn't really matter what's gone before it. You score a 94th, 95th minute winner in a Yorkshire derby and you're happy. Yeah, absolutely. This is the kind of game that we all live for, isn't it? And to see that reaction as well as the goal goes in in front of our own fans, you can see just how much it means to to Levi who scored it, the whole of the team, the fan, everybody. It's, this really is one of those just amazing days. I've almost lost words with how good I'm finding it today. So, yeah, no, I'm really, really happy after that victory. Definitely, yeah. yeah it was a, a different type of game today. Town, I thought, defended well for 92 minutes and, and Sheffield United trying to work the ball wide, got a lot of balls into the box. Between Lee Nichols and the back three, I thought they defended everything well. And then when that one drops to Billy Sharp at the, at the death, you, you, you're gutted. But what a great outcome for everyone of a town persuasion. Yeah, definitely. I think it's... Uh, the Billy Sharp goal was actually, it was a really good experienced piece of striking to to roll the defender like that and then be able to get cut the ball back across the goalkeeper. So I, I don't think you can really blame anyone for that goal, um, but to react like they did. And I don't know, today I just felt like Town would win. Even at 1-1, it just felt like Sheffield United are, are struggling and it just felt like the luck was with Town a bit. And they... I think what was different today is they earned that luck because the defensive performance was as good as I've seen from town for a long time. And that's important because, you know, Fulham was not too long ago, one week ago, so still fresh in the memory, a really disappointing afternoon. To keep a clean sheet at Preston and defend the way we did here at Sheffield United, that was an important, is an important area of improvement, Andy, from last season for sure. What do you think of what you've seen of that area so far? I think we look more confident in that area. I feel as though there is an air that uh, has been brought in by, by Levi Colwell coming in, Pearson coming in. Nabi Saar also looks as though he's really appreciated having those two with him. I think Lee Nichols has also done really well in the games that he's been involved in so far. I, I feel like that is an area that's definitely improved for town. And I agree with what Dave said as well. I feel like we did have to sit back for a barrage of like 75 minutes or so from Sheffield United. But we rode that and we did well through it and we looked calm and composed through many moments of that defending. So I, I agree with what Dave says. When we go a goal ahead and then Billy Sharp scores, it's kind of that moment of oh, it's Billy Sharp. But actually, <laughs> Town managed to actually go forward, get the win. And yeah, today it looked as though we were always we were always looking likely that we fancied that after about the 75th minute. Yeah, Dave, it was a, an interesting shape, I thought, today as well. We, we, we played 3-5-2 out of possession and then when we got on the ball, it was very much a 3-4-3 with Sorber and Karoma wide mm. abroad. Like you said, the defensive side of it worked well. The attacking side didn't work well in the first half. Carlos Corbrand just admit as much in his post-match press conference. Second half, we started to see some, uh, some shoots of improvement on that front before the goal, didn't we? We seemed to have more of a threat on the counter all of a sudden. Yeah, I, I think it's no surprise really that the midfield came into it a little bit more in the second half because the the 
problem the first half is the midfield couldn't help the defence out and they couldn't help the attack out. They were they were struggling a little bit. And I think they were struggling more than anything just through weight and numbers because Sheffield United, a bit like Preston tried to do on Tuesday, mm. I think part of their game plan was we're just going to try and bully town here. And when towns stand up to teams like that, it's difficult because all you can do is basically stand in three lines. So I think the shape, though, was interesting because Carlos... Corbyn spoke in his press conference quite passionately, I thought, this week about the 3-5-2 and how he's been slightly forced on him, but he quite likes it anyway and how you can play it as an attacking system rather than when they played three at the back last system, which was quite a defensive one to just try and get over the line. And I think you saw the merit of that today with... It's a it's a perfect sort of system to play away from home because what it allows you to do is stay really tight and rigid at the back. And once town get a little bit more confident and you know they have like a Lewis O'Brien who's fully who's fully fit because I still think he's a little bit of he's got a little bit of match fitness to go you can counter quite effectively with it and that's what you saw I mean it's it wasn't a perfect performance to the eye but if you write it down on paper and say we're going to keep it really really tight for as long as possible play on the counter try and score late doesn't get better than that Absolutely. Andy, no surprise as well that Josh Caroma's on the score sheet. Uh, you know, eight goals last seen, he's off the mark now. We just talked about that counter threat coming in the second half. It was probably no coincidence that's when Josh moved over to the left side. And in the second half, straight away, you start to see him be that release for town to get us up the pitch, even if it didn't always come to a shot. How pleased do you see are you to see him get off the mark? Uh, very pleased to see him get off the mark. And as you say, uh, David, pleased with the the shift that we made in the first half. Yeah, he was on the right side. He got Sorba playing that uh, left-sided role. And I think the switch probably needed to happen to give Josh that opportunity to cut in with his right foot. I also feel like the finish for the goal is brilliant, considering that Wes Fodderingham has actually saved the first attempt and saved it well. So to then take that moment, have that composure to slot the ball in the back of the net, I think uh, it's a good goal to start his tally for this season. Absolutely. Dave, I want to end the build-up to the goal as well. We've talked about Sorba Thomas a lot, you and I, on these shows when we've done them. And another string to his bow today, we've talked about his set-piece delivery, his direct play, but he's got a real eye for a pass as well. When he's drove over mm. halfway, it's a fantastic pass to pick out Josh Caroma to set up that opportunity. Yeah, and I think he likes playing on the counter because Sorba is a player who likes to see grass in front of him. And the tighter games are the games he's going to struggle in. So I think playing away from home, particularly with his pace, with his eye for a pass, and he's brimming with confidence at the moment because I know Town had a, a bad result last Saturday, but he still played okay. He started really, really well. And while he's confident like that, just get him on the ball in any position he wants to, he wants to have it, basically. But... I think the creativity is still a little bit of an issue for town. So when you've got a Sorba Thomas, just just use him as effectively as you possibly can and get him in the right areas. And that's an important point, Dave. I'll stay with you if I can, because straight away on the second half, I thought Sheffield United changed what they were doing. The first mm. three or four times they got the ball, they tried to switch it to Baldock behind Sorba. And to be fair, Carlos reacted. He saw that threat as well. Harry Toffolo came on. It was much more of a defensive player than Sorba Thomas is, although he's got the assist for the, the final goal, which we'll come on to. But we, it was kind of a punch and counter punch there. It was. And I, I really like that because there's a couple of times I've had to do these shows or I've had to talk about town games where 
town have been undone by a team simply putting a man behind the wing back either side. And this is a, a problem that town have had going back to David Wagner's time, to be brutally honest with you. So it was really good to see that reaction today and say, no, just shut that door straight away. And I think it's also a marker of the options that town have got defensively this season that they have got. You, I know Harry Toffolo would normally start, but you know he's coming back into it. Town have still got options anyway and better options defensively, so they can do that. There's, it, It's quite clear that Corbyn trusts his defensive bank of players an awful lot more this season. And to be honest, he's got good reason to. Yeah, absolutely. Talked about Harry Toffolo, the defensive force there, Andy. Let's talk about Harry Toffolo, the attacking force, because he's got a big, big role to play in that goal for Levi Colwell, who we'll speak about again in a second. But um, I just saw Harry post-match. He was buzzing, as you'd expect. I did wonder for a second. I was afraid they were going to give a free kick against him when he rolled the man, but he's pointed down to brute strength. Uh, but lovely, <laughs> lovely bit of play and, and, and great to see us go straight up the other end and, and react in the way we did to a really big setback at the time. Yeah, Harry Toffolo, we've seen, is uh, is a very good defender, but also his attacking play is something that he's he's maybe even undervalued by opposition who who come in and opposition fans don't realise quite how good he is going forward. I actually feel like our second goal was a really big team effort. I feel Naby Sarr, his, his attempts to go and recycle what had come over, then to pass it to uh, into Vallejo, who was just immediate with that pass forward. Again, Toff, as you say, rolls his man, puts the cross in. He's got two options. It's not often that somebody can cross for town and has two options in the box but we did for that goal goes through to to Levi who again it's you could look at that and say it's a simple tap in but it still takes that moment of the composure to actually put the ball in the back of there well yeah no you're right absolutely that Toff's uh, contribution to that really can't be underestimated and it's good Andy to see Harry back on the pitch never mind contributing that way and Dave just talked about defensive options and having trust in defensive options it's easy to forget that we've got Harry Toffolo who's a regular starter for town coming back in. We've not seen Josh Ruffles yet as the the other left back, uh, unfortunately, due to COVID. There's still some options to come back into this squad and strengthen it further. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we're we're seeing, I feel like, this confidence that the back four or back uh, three and and the two wing-backs, however we choose to play, the confidence that that has, you can see it does filter forward through the team. As you say, David, we have got these players who are still to, to come back that we're going to see. And those who are building their their fitness, I mean, I've, I've never had COVID. I've been listening to various people who have had and said it takes ages to come back from. So for mm-hmm. players, you know, this is a physical job. For Toffs to come in and do as well as he's done, for Lewis O'Brien to be coming in and playing like a 90-minute football match, they're doing really well. But again, you hope that really they can continue to build and kick on from this so yeah as long as we can kind of keep what we've been doing this last couple of games going it is it's exciting times at the minute yeah I think Dave let's talk Levi Colwell and and Hmm. about the goal what a special moment it is for him his first senior goal his first professional goal but just the player as well I I know you you love to see young players coming through systems Mm. wherever the club is you know we, we talk about this quite often Levi's a man who wouldn't be on loads of people's radar I think it's fair to say even even football fans and he's come into this team at 18 years old and he looks a championship player in in stature in ability just everything about him screams quality doesn't it yeah, I think the the way Chelsea run their youth systems is from the first team down, everything is exactly the same. And you can see there's a player there who is extremely comfortable on the ball and not only that, wants the ball. You know, you, you, he's asking for the out ball when he steps out. And I thought 
it, what was interesting with that goal today really was, I think that's the bravest I've seen Town be for about two years mm. to have a situation like that and to be comfortable with Toffolo not immediately turning around and sprinting back and Colwell not immediately turning around and sprinting back. And that comes from a little bit of confidence and that comes from the Preston win. And when you've got a Colwell who is only going to get better and he's comfortable on the ball and he can pop up and do something like that, then that gives you other options and it feeds into other areas of the pitch. And Chelsea have been talking about Colwell for a long time. He's always been the sort of next big thing at Chelsea. And there are a lot of Chelsea fans I know are watching town games very, very keenly because they genuinely believe this is one of the ones who's going to come through to the first team. And I think it's clear, we've talked about Romani Edmonds-Green several times, Dave, and how I think he's going to be a very good defender longer term because he's just got he gets it in his head. He's He's got it, the brain of a defender. I think Colwell is beyond that at the moment, but he clearly has the brain and he's clearly uber comfortable on the ball. I mean, I'm guessing he must have played as a midfielder at some point. <laughs> he must have done. You're right in what you're saying about the interest from Chelsea fans because there's a lot of Chelsea fans on the club's social media feeds as well paying very close attention to Levi. Mm. I think what impresses me more, Dave, is I kind of expected him to be as comfortable on the ball as he is given where he's coming from. I don't see many 18-year-old footballers who play in defence who are as capable defensively as Levi. Mm. I I often think that that a lot of players that that come through academies get put in defence because full-backs are often failed wingers and I'm being really honest there. uh, uh, No, it's true. It's true. Yeah. He's he's apt defensively as well, isn't he, Levi? Yeah, well, this is it. I think, like like you just said, centre-backs are often failed central midfielders. They just shuffle them back. But yeah, he's he's definitely supremely comfortable, supremely confident, gets it defensively. And I have to say, it's interesting how Nabi Sar is now playing with somebody who is who is like that and really confident next to him. And suddenly Nabi Sar looks a very different player and a player you can trust a little bit more and a player you can let commit as he wants to. So, yeah, it's interesting how Colwell is is doing pretty well for himself, but he's just bringing a little bit more from somebody else as well. Andy, I think we spoke about Naby last time we were on, but I completely agree with Dave. I think the one player of this system really suits above all others is Naby Sarr because uh, in a two, you can't take risks. If you've got, if you've got two strikers up against you and you're a back two, you can't take the risk of attacking too much because you might get done behind. When you've got the insurance of two players like Colwell and Pearson either side of you, or Colwell and Lees, or whoever it is, it allows Naby to go and attack everything. And actually, that's what he's good at. He's six foot six. Mm. He can win pretty much every header he goes for. He blocked a lot of shots today as well. It, it, we're seeing mm. different sides to Naby Sar now, a more defensively capable side than 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 perhaps we had before. Yeah, I, I feel I've seen historically in the past there've been town defensive systems where players have looked confident, then there's maybe been a change or so, which has kind of made things wobble or so, where we're seeing the opposite of that mm. with Naby Sar. We're seeing that, yeah, he knows, he trusts who's with him. You can see that he has got that comfort. So suddenly 
he is able to maybe run out of position just slightly because he knows people will cover him. But he's always had a knack. He's always known how to block the ball. When there's going to be a shot coming in, look back at last season, he's always known how to be there. He still knows how to do that. But yeah, effectively, he knows that, well, if he does misjudge it, it's not straight through to the keeper. Somebody's one-on-one. He has that. You can see his confidence level as well. I think the C word is a big thing for town across the board. Naby is somebody that you can see is enjoying his football this season. That's becoming clear in the way that he's playing. It's a funny, it's a really like interesting time to start of the season when you've not played many games and you know there's been a lot of expectation into this season as well because fans returning it were fantastic here at Bramall Lane again today. But one week ago it was a very different feel uh, to this show, to everything we did. Understandably so, by the way, it was a, a very poor day against Fulham. And now we sit here at Sheffield United, just being relegated from the Premier League. We know how tough that can be as well. Two wins out of two. And it's a totally different feeling, a transformative week we've had here, isn't it? And it could, could be different again next week. And I, hope, I sincerely hope it is. But it's uh, it's nice to go into the weekend now with, with this feeling and, and hope, Andy, as a fan, isn't it? Yeah, uh, you you've been on a Saturday afternoon, and your your whole weekend is is improved. I mean, you're absolutely right as well, David. I mean, you look back seven days. To be honest, I've even blanked out some of what happened seven days ago. <laughs> it's not necessarily all coming back to mind. I've obviously yeah, repressed it somewhere. But yeah, you had the Tuesday night game, which wasn't the most entertaining game. But at the end of the day, I feel with football, it's about getting the three points. So we managed to get those on Tuesday. Today we came into this, and I felt like. Sheffield United were very familiar. We had that time at the top flight. We came down. I feel the way that their crowd was reacting to how they played. That was, yeah, I recognise that from a couple of seasons ago for ourselves. But the fact now we've come into this season, we have had the game like last Saturday, yet we are still able to come out of the rest of this week and say, we got six points considering we started the week with that defeat. That actually is an impressive thing. And yeah, certainly I'm going to go into my Saturday night where this might be water at this stage, but I can't promise it's going to be for the rest of the night. Dave, I'm going to, I'm going to address you here as the relative neutral of the three of us. And I know you've got an affiliation to Huddersfield Town because you obviously work with us for a long time now, but uh, our resident Brighton fan, is it is it easier for you to kind of sit back and 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 think things like everyone needs to keep level either way here you know we're now four games into the season you know it's nothing in the great in the great scheme of 46 championship games but what what's your take on what we've seen over this start of this season from a town perspective i think what it's important to say is town are sitting on seven points out of an available 12 and i don't think we've seen a 45 minutes from them yet let alone a 90 minutes so that is a very good position to be in right now they've got a good game coming up next weekend um a home game again to to really try and get on the front foot again and i think what's different at the moment from the outside looking in is they are being a little bit braver they still need a little bit of of they're, they're earning their luck, but they still need to to sort of believe they can go and beat somebody a 2-0, a 3-0, a 4-0. But I think that what the last couple of seasons as a neutral, there has been some pretty long old games <laughs> watching them. And I think this season, if nothing else, we might find that there's a little bit more drama and a little bit more of this going on. And I think it's reflective of Carlos trusting his squad a bit more, 
I think it's reflective of a lot of things, if I'm brutally honest with you. But today is is in particularly interesting because I think we get trapped into looking at certain games and thinking, well, we've got away with that. I don't think Town did get away with it. I mean, they may have only had 30% possession, but there is a way to play away from home and Town played a certain way away from home and it's completely come off and they've got three points. So, as I said, what, what I think really comes next is one of those games where for a good 45 minutes... The fans are really, really excited and a Sorba Thomas and a Josh Caroma and a Harry Toffolo and Pippa either side are getting people going and getting people excited again. And that will come, but at the moment, it's just important just to keep clocking the points up because we have in previous seasons with Huddersfield Town had a very long start to the season and they've given everybody else a head start. So this feels different. It is different. And long may it continue, really. Yeah, well said, Dave. Yeah, and it's amazing to think now we're sat here and it, the games are coming thick and fast. Tuesday, Saturday, it's the same again next week. Everton in the Carabao Cup at the John Smith Stadium on Tuesday and then Reading at home on Saturday. Then it's the first international break. There's, a, there's an extra in there now. It's, it's crazy, really, to think, isn't it? We're going to be sat... In a week's time, hopefully we'll be sat here again on the back of three points again, if I'm being uh, hopeful. And we'll be in the first international break. It's 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 kind of been waiting so long, it'll have just come and gone, won't it? Yeah, yeah it's funny that you say that. I've been kind of organising my calendar over the last few days. Now, I realise, yeah, we have hit that first international break nearly. We've still got these two games, as you say. But again, to to go into this part of the season, like, uh, like Dave says, to have our start to a season where we are having Saturday nights like this, where we are enjoying ourselves. Actually, this does feel different. And I, I agree with Dave entirely. That there, there's still improvements that we need to see and there are still things that I feel like are happening that maybe we would like to happen less. But ultimately, yeah, we've got seven points out of 12. Fingers crossed we do look as though we can go into next week and, and have a really good game with it uh, in the Reading game. We're, we're looking forward to a game at home against Everton. So, yeah, I think as we go into this first international break, I, I feel like we're in a we're in a better position than I'm used to being going into this point in August into September. Yeah, the, the best thing about this season so far is sending 2,000 fans here away, absolutely buzzing about that thing. That's what we've all been missing, isn't it, for, for 18 months of, of mm-hmm. a, really, a really difficult situation for the world, let's be fair. So, guys, thanks so much for joining us again. Really appreciate it. I'm going to give you guys the opportunity to do a shameless plug, which is something I'm, I'm nicking from your podcast, Dave. So, Andy, I'll come to you first, mate. What are you up to? What can what would you like to promote in this space? Uh, well, I'm actually really fortunate. I work as a radio broadcaster, which has actually turned into quite a... Um, a difficult place potentially for some people, but I feel really fortunate. I'm working with a station called Pop Dab at the moment, amongst a few others. But Pop Dab, if you love your pop music, uh, check it out. Have a listen. Popdab.co.uk. I think you'll really like it. And David, cheers Andy. for the opportunity. No, no worries. And I'm going to come to Dave, who has more things to, to he has more jobs than anyone I know, Dave, but he's very good <laughs> at all of them. But uh, Dave, uh, let's talk about your book, if you would. Just give it, give town fans who might not be aware of this an idea of the book you wrote. Um, I wrote Silver Linings, which is a look at eight years of England under Bobby Robson and England itself, what it was like. And it was a lockdown project that got completely out of hand because I didn't realise lockdown was going to go on as long as it did. Uh, but it's available from all good and all bad. Excellent. Yeah, guys, thanks so much for joining us again. Glad you can you can join us on such a, a nice evening as well. Town fans, thanks for your tremendous support. A reminder that tickets are on sale now for the Everton Carabao Cup game on Tuesday. Go to htafc.com 
forward slash tickets. It'd be great to have a bumper crowd in the John Smith Stadium for a, for a really appetising cup tie and as well for Reading on the 28th as well. All tickets on sale now at htafc.com forward slash tickets. Massive thanks to Sport broker again for their support of this show and the preview show as well massively appreciated by us all at the club fantastic win for the team in, in the best possible way probably today thanks so much for joining us have a great weekend and we'll see you for the preview show to everton on monday